it's so easy to fall into doing the old things, isn't it? It's what you know, it's what you remember, you're familiar with. And even as a single parent, there are things that you did, used to do, have always done that you fall back into. I've mentioned a bunch of times that I'm a gamer. It was always an escape for me. It was a way of me not having to think about what was going on anymore. Every once in a while, yeah, it was for fun. But I would get into these other stories because I didn't want to deal with mine. Now these days I still play games, but I don't play them nearly as much. And I'm not trying to run, but when stuff gets stressful, it's it's hard to not pick up a controller. We all have those escapes. Whatever yours is, I'm sure you're thinking about it, just as I'm mentioning the idea of escapes. Whatever your escape is, is it healthy? We all need ways to release stress. Things that we can do to process what happens in a day. But if we do it the old way, we don't get anywhere. See, in Jesus, we are new people. We are becoming a new person. There is always an opportunity to do something new. You can't just coast along doing the old thing and say that you're a new person. Because there's no evidence of it. The Bible says to judge somebody by their fruits. If somebody is saying that they're doing something new, but they're not acting any different, talking any different, their routine's not any different, they haven't done anything new, they're not really new, are they? I mean, let's let's go to the Word. Go to John chapter 21. We're just going to kind of hang out here today. I mentioned, I believe, two episodes ago that we would talk about Peter. Going back to fishing. John chapter 21, starting at verse 1. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. So John's saying that the rest of this, this is how Jesus appeared to us again. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Now we know that Peter and the sons of Zebedee, at the very least, are trained fishermen. That's where Jesus called them from. The sons of Zebedee were fixing their father's nets when they were called. So for Peter to say, I'm going to go fishing, this is an old thing, familiar thing. This is something that he knows how to do. For the last three years, Peter's been way out of his comfort zone. He's been following Jesus around, casting out demons, doing miracles, seeing miracles get done, being told, God revealed this to you, and being called Satan, and then denying Jesus and watching his rabbi get crucified. Peter's been through a lot in the last three years. And at this moment, he goes to something familiar. He goes to fishing. See, it's not just us. This isn't just a modern problem. This is a thing that people have done for a long time. We go back 
to what is familiar when what we're doing that's new doesn't seem to be working out so well. Well, Jesus is dead, as far as Peter knows, so three years of seeing what God does and then it's over? Like, I would love to know what Peter was thinking about before he said, I'm going to go fishing. Was this like one of those scenes in a movie where you see the group, you see all your protagonists and they're all sort of sad and they're sitting around the table and, you know, there's a couple guys in the back playing cards, but everyone's sort of lost and not knowing what to do. And then the leader, the de facto leader of the group now slams his hands on the table and stands up. He says, I'm going fishing. Nobody else has anything else to do. So they go, okay, we're going to go with you. And they go fishing all night and they catch nothing. Had this amazing experience with God. And when they went back to what they knew, it was empty. Let's keep reading. John 21 does have more than three verses. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, but about a hundred yards off. There's a lot to unpack here. These are mostly grown men. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. Do other people in their lives call them children regularly? This seems like it would have been a pretty big clue that this was Jesus because nobody else would call them that. Maybe if the maybe if Zebedee had showed up, he would have said that to his sons, but that would have been two of them, not this group. But nobody seems to catch on that it's Jesus. So they cast their net, and they couldn't haul it in. And then it says, that disciple whom Jesus loved, that's John. That's our author of the Gospel of John. That is how he references himself in the Gospel. He says to Peter, it is the Lord. Because Peter didn't get it. None of them did. So Peter puts his outer clothes back on and he jumps in the sea. Mind you, the net has just caught so many fish they couldn't pull it back into the boat. You know somebody in that boat is yelling at Peter. Get back in here. We need your help. But Peter, his focus changed. He was focused on doing the old thing, on doing the fishing. But then he found out that Jesus was there. He was like, I don't need this fishing thing anymore. While everybody else is trying to haul in the fish and they're bringing the boat in, Peter's shaking the water off, like trying to get his hair all straightened up. Go to verse 9. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. So Jesus told them to 
cast the net and caught all the fish, but they already had fish and bread there, apparently. Jesus had already come prepared. Verse 10, Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Peter goes back to help. Jesus tells him to go back to help. Bring in these fish. And you can tell that Peter's help is important here because it says he went aboard and hauled the net ashore. So they needed his help. But Peter needed Jesus. And after this, we don't see Peter go fishing again. It's not recorded anywhere else that he goes back out fishing. See, there was something new for Peter to do now. He was somebody new, somebody different. He had been transformed by his experience with Jesus. Peter's way of dealing with his grief was to go to what was familiar, was to go fishing. And then Jesus showed up and told him to do something else. Cast your net on the other side. And as soon as he realized Jesus was there, he was done fishing. If Jesus hadn't told him to go bring the fish in, would he? He seemed to be pretty singularly focused at that point. What about you? What about me? What do we do? What's our fishing? You see, we have a relationship with God. God changes who we are. Or at least, that's what's supposed to happen. Unless we keep fishing. Remember that even after being called children, they didn't get it. John had to point out to them that it was Jesus. He had to say that before they got it. Sometimes we need to be reminded that we are new. We don't have to be trapped in the old things we used to do. And now some of those things are not morally wrong. Fishing is not a wrong thing to do. Playing games is not a wrong thing to do. Watching sports, not wrong. There are things that are wrong. Getting drunk, being promiscuous, drugs, those things are wrong. But those other things that aren't inherently wrong can be if they get in your way of your relationship with God. If it becomes more important to you to watch football, it becomes more important to you to watch sports and keep updated on your scores than it is to read your Bible or go to church or pray, you have a problem. Does that mean you have to give up sports entirely? Maybe. You need to reprioritize. That's why I don't play games nearly as much as I did. You have to reprioritize. As a single parent, we understand reprioritizing because everything got reprioritized. And just having children in general reprioritizes everything. But if you want something new out of your life, you have to do something new. You have to stop doing whatever the old thing is and do something else. 
something productive, something good, read your Bible, pray, get closer to God. If you have those disciplines down, if your relationship with God is solid, but you still feel like you're not getting anywhere, you're not doing something new, what else are you doing? Do you need to spend more time with your kids? More focused time with your kids where you are intentional in playing with them, helping them with their homework, teaching them new skills? Do you need to do that? Okay, how do you change that? Don't take away the spiritual discipline part. What's something you can take to make that happen? And I understand doing new things is scary. Something truly unfamiliar is terrifying. But you have to do it. You have to get out of the boat. You have to let Jesus call you out of your boat, of your old ways, so that he can do something new. But you have to just do it. Don't sit around waiting for some magic button to get pushed in your mind, your heart, your soul to say, okay, I'm totally new now. It takes work. The disciples followed Jesus, followed Jesus, lived with Jesus, saw what Jesus did for three years. Peter saw Elijah and Moses and Jesus at the transfiguration, and he still lost his focus and went fishing. Jesus doesn't shame him for that. He doesn't scold him for that. He just refocuses Peter. So if you're sitting there and you're listening to this and you are feeling shame or guilt or something like that, I mean, if what you're doing is sinful, that conviction is important. Listen to that and do something new. God has new things for you to do. Let him call you out of the boat into doing something new. Yeah, it's going to take work, but that's not new. And when you're doing the work that God has for you to do, you'll have exactly what you need to get it done. And it will go better for you than whatever escape you try to use. Don't let yourself get stuck in the old pattern. Do something new. Let God show you the new thing to do and then do it. Let's pray. God, we thank you that we're not stuck being the same forever. We thank you for being our strength when we're weak, for helping us, for strengthening us. We pray that you help us to do something new, to get past our fears or um, stress help us to just do something new that you have for us to do. Help us to not hold back, but press forward and move in what you pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You can find me on Twitter at SPPreacherPod. You can email me at thesingleparentpreacher at gmail.com this has been helpful please tell somebody share it go on itunes google play wherever you get podcasts if it lets you put in a review put in a review thank you for your time and until next time change isn't bad change is good when it's the changes that god has 